2: To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor.
0: The evolution belief, which is required for the hide-me religion, means to have no hope having no hope. Those were terrible days for us. Those were terrible days when we were in the state of having no hope. And only as we remember those days are we gonna be prepared to help the lost around us who are now having no hope. And we, we are to remember, Paul goes on further and says, of those days when we were without God in the world. That's scary. Without God in the world. You are on your own. You are without God in the world. It's scary. But it's a scary place out there. Yeah, the world is a scary place, and it's no place for a person to be without God. It's a frightening description to be without God in the world. And when we remember, when we were there, we were without God in the world. We were in the world without God to turn to for instruction and for teaching and for guidance in life as described in Psalm 32.8. You know, we've been talking about God is my portion, uh, the strength of my heart and my portion forever. That's a promise. That's a wonderful benefit. But other benefits of having God in the world. And there was a time when we were without God in the world and we didn't have the benefit of Psalm 32.8 where God said, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go and will guide thee with mine eye. He says, we were in the world without God to turn to for direction in life. Jeremiah said, I know it's not in man. It's not in man to direct his way. Man, to, man, man, may, man doesn't have what it takes to direct himself, but there's a great benefit to being with God in the world, and God describes it, it's described for us in Proverbs 3, 6, in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths in all thy ways all of them not just a few all of your ways acknowledge him and he will direct thy paths he'll straighten them out the word direct he will straighten your paths we were without world we without god we were in the world without god to turn to when we needed him to lead us into safety we're getting into dangerous positions. We need safety. We've been talking about cancer that's coming up and heart failure and all these things failing. It's dangerous. We need God to lead us into safety. As it says in Isaiah 49.10, they shall not hunger nor thirst, neither shall the heat nor sun smite them, for he hath mercy on them, he shall lead them. Even by the springs of water shall guide them. You know what everybody repeats? when they're in trouble, they want the hope of 23rd Psalm. They want the 23rd Psalm. But to be in God, to be to be in the world without God, is to, is to be in the world without God to turn to for the truths of the 23rd Psalm. It's not a mantra. It's a confession. And so in Psalm 23, 1 through 2, leading it to safety, the Lord is my shepherd. To be In the world without God is to be not able to, is to be in the world without God to turn to, to say and mean and have the reality of, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. In the world without God to turn to, for the first three verses of Psalm 23. To be in the world without God is to be in the world without God to turn to for protection. Protection in life. Psalm 91 is a psalm of protection. The whole psalm from the beginning and it starts off in the first four verses sets the tone for protection. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, under the protection of the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He's my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, which you can't see, and from the noisome pestilence, which you fear. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. See, in the world without God is in the world without God to turn to for protection in the world without God, is in the world without God to turn to for help. Help, as it says in Psalm 121. Just right over that Psalm, help. It's all about help, Psalm 121. Starts off, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The Lord said on the cross in Psalm 22, Help me. He says, be not far from me. It's a prayer for help. To be in the world without God is to not have God to turn to for help. To be in the world without God is to not have God to turn to for the strength of my heart. Is to not have God to turn to for strength. Isaiah 41.10 says, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. In the world without God to turn to for help, in the world without God to turn to when afraid of death, just dying, afraid of that moment of death as described in Psalm 23, 4. Again, the 23rd Psalm. Yea, though I walk through the valley of death, that's the fear of death, the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff comfort me. In the world without God, who do you turn to in the fear of death when there's the shadow of death, when there's the fear of dying in the world without God? That was terrible. In the world without God to turn to for the fear of what happens after death. Okay, maybe there's some morphine around that could get me through it, but what happens afterward? As described again in the 23rd Psalm, verse six, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In the world without God to turn to for fear of what happens after death, terrible days, in the world without God to turn to for care, just to be cared for, to be cared for. As the Lord said in Psalm 33, 18, Psalm thirty-three eighteen. behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy. That's care, the eye of the Lord upon them. Psalm 34, 7, Psalm 34, 7, The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. How marvelous to be so cared for, to have the eye of God on you and the angel, his emissaries, the angels being charged. Now you make a camp around him. In the world without God to be cared for in life. In the world without God to turn to as father, to turn to as father. It, as it says in Romans eight fifteen, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Such a comforting thing to be adopted when you're an orphan. I told you about Dr. Yolanda Trejo down in Tacati, Mexico, in her orphanage. She has no children of her own, and she adopts kids left and right. She has a lot of kids she's adopted, and it makes them feel so secure. And one time she has a daughter, one of her adopted daughter. And so the little girl sitting there one evening and they decided they have to tell her, you know, that she's um, you know, she was little. She so they had to tell her that she was adopted. So they were all nervous and they sat down and they started talking to her, and, and they told her and she stood there like this, you know, the little girl like that. And, and they were all nervous that they were trying to explain to her she was adopted. And so, so when they did, the little girl said, I thought so. <laughs> she said, because I'm a lot shorter than you. <laughs> but it's a comforty thing to be adopted. My friend Rick Hodes, he's never been married. He's in, in um, uh, Addis Ababa in Egypt. He's a Jewish doctor there. and He takes care of the kids with cancer, and he has like about 20 kids sleeping on his living room in there, and he's adopted one right after the other. And so I met his mother one time. And uh, one of them, the adopted kids, Semenyu, was over here at a medical place. And um, anyways, she said, yes. And she <laughs> says, I only have five grandchildren, and they're all black, she said. <laughs> but it's marvelous to be adopted. It's wonderful to be that comfort. And God says, without God in the world, and without God to turn to, for being adopted. For without God, in the world without God, to, to turn to and be able to call him father. That's not something you can automatically do. You can't walk up to anybody and call him father, but we're adopted. In the world, we are to remember those days when we were in the world without God to turn to for forgiveness and healing. Forgiveness and healing. Where do you go for forgiveness? Where do you go for healing? God says in Psalm 103.3, Psalm 103.3, who forgiveth all thine iniquities and healeth all thy diseases. To be in the world, to remember this, we were in the world, there was a time we were in the world, we were without God to turn to for healing a broken heart. Where do you get a broken heart healed? Except in God. And, and, and God says in, in Psalm 147, 3, he healeth the broken in heart. He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. We're to remember when we were in the world without God to turn to for peace when we're disturbed, deeply disturbed inside. Where do you find peace? But we were in the world, there was a day we were in the world without God and we didn't have God to turn to for peace And when we were disturbed. As it says in Numbers 6.26, the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. That's what God does. Philippians 4.7, Philippians 4.7, the peace of God, which passes understanding, you can't figure it out, which passes understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. We're to remember the days when we were in the world without God to turn to for rest when we're troubled. Where do you go for rest when you're troubled in the soul? As he said, in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 and 29, come unto me, I will give you all you that labor and have you laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, you shall find rest unto your soul. Where do you turn to without God for rest for the soul? When there was a time when we were in the world, and we're to remember that, we were in the world without God to turn to for loneliness. Loneliness. Where do you turn to without God when you don't have anybody and you feel lonely in your soul? But God says in Psalm 73, 23, nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden me by my right hand. In the world, we're to remember when we were in the world without God to turn to for comfort. Without God, there is no comfort. But 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort who comforteth us in all our tribulation. Those were terrible days when we were without God in the world. Without God in the world. In the world without God to turn to for instruction, for teaching, for guidance, for direction in life, for leading in life, for protection in life, for help in life, for strength in life, for when we're afraid of death, when we're afraid of what happens after death, for being cared for in life, for being a, for having God as our Father in life, for finding forgiveness and healing and healing for a broken heart, and peace when we're disturbed, and rest when we're troubled, and loneliness and comfort, and we could go on and on with the list. But it's what it means to have none of that to be in the world without God. And we—and God says, don't you ever forget that. Because only as we remember those days will we be, be prepared to help the lost who are now without God in the world. But Ruth didn't find from Boaz what she expected. You know, she was expecting to be turned away from Boaz, but instead, Ruth found this wonderful welcome. And and, and when he called her my daughter, we see ourselves surprised when when God welcomes us with arms wide open. We remember our days past, we've been talking about. We remember how we came to God saying, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, which is the phrase that Jacob used when he came to God in Genesis 32.10. I've been hanging around the Willardson boys too long. I can't get those prophets straight. <laughs> Sorry. All right, Jeremiah. No, Genesis. Genesis thirty-two ten. He said, "I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies. Forget about the biggest ones. But I'm not even worthy of the least of them. And of all the truth which thou hast showed to thy servant, this is what the centurion said when he came to the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew eight eight. Matthew eight eight. It says, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldst come under my roof, but speak the word only. My servant will be healed. This is what John the Baptist said. John the Baptist said in John 1.27, he it is who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoe I am not worthy to unloose. I'm not even worthy to untie his shoes. It's what the prodigal son said when he was rehearsing before he returned to the father and the words that he did say when he did return to the father in Luke 15, 21. Luke 15, 21, it says, and the son said unto him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. See, like Ruth, God, and God showed this unexpected grace to, when Boaz called her my daughter, We have been shown unexpected grace when it says, as we said in Psalm 103.3, he forgives all thine iniquities, that's grace. In Isaiah 1.118, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow, though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool, that's grace. John 1.12, as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, that's grace. See, 1 Peter 1, 1.4, 1 Peter 1, 1.4, we are coming to an inheritance, incorruptible, undefiled, fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. That's grace. John 14, 2 through 3, John 14, 2 through 3, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again, receive you unto myself. Where I am, there you may be also. That's grace. That's grace. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. Reign with him, that's grace. Who expects this? Unexpected. And Ruth did not expect what Boaz did for her. And we did not expect what God did for us. And that reminds me, I mean, it reminds me one Sunday, I came to the church. It had been a rough, rough week. It was really a rough week. I don't know what it was. It was so rough, I forgot, but it was rough. <laughs> And an elderly Christian woman was standing at the back of the church there to greet me. And I saw her raise her hand to my cheek. And I winced. I was expecting to get slapped across the face. It was that kind of a week. (laughs) And instead, she gently touched my cheek (laughs) to comfort me. People don't do that to me. But anyway, she did. That's how God treats us. God treats us that we expect the slap. God gives the pat. There's one word to describe what Boaz did for Ruth. And that word is the word that Naomi used to describe what Boaz did for Ruth. And you can see it there. You look down at verse 20, Ruth 2.20. And Naomi said unto her daughter-in-law, blessed be he of the Lord who hath not left off his kindness to the living and to the dead. Naomi said unto her, the man is near and kind to us. Kindness, chesed. Kindness, chesed means mercy, kindness, loving kindness. The picture of, of, of this kindness, this chesed kindness, is in Proverbs 17, 17, Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loveth at all times. Brother is born for adversity. See, when we, saw, when we, when we take a look here and we see Boaz showing kindness to Ruth, it, it, it reminds us of something. reminds us of way on back there in the land of Moab, when they were on her turf, in her land, and how Ruth showed kindness to Naomi. Have you ever thought of that, that famous passage in the first chapter of this book as a, book, as a, as a statement of kindness? When, when it says in Ruth 1.16, and Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee or return from following after thee, for whither thou goest, I will go, where thou lodgest, I will lodge, thy people shall be my people, thy God my God, where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord you so to me, more also fought but death part thee and me. That's kindness. That was kindness of Ruth to Naomi. When Naomi was the despised foreigner, and when Naomi was the rejected Jewess in Moab, then Ruth showed her kindness when she said those words. She wouldn't, she said, when she said, I won't leave you, Naomi, I'm gonna go with you, Naomi, I'm gonna live with you, Naomi, uh, I'm going to be part of your people, Naomi. I'm going to take your God, Naomi. And I'm going to be buried where you're buried, Naomi. Kindness, 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 kindness. That's kindness that Ruth was showing to, to, to Naomi. Kindness. That was Ruth showing kindness to Naomi. Boaz knew that. Boaz knew that Ruth had shown that kindness to Naomi. And that became why. Boaz showed kindness to Ruth because he had seen how Ruth had shown kindness to Naomi. That's what he meant when he said, it's been fully showed me what you did to your mother-in-law. That's illustrating for us a principle that King David described of how God shows mercy. It's just like Boaz in Psalm eighteen twenty-five through 26. Psalm 18, 25 through 20, 26. With the merciful, thou wilt show thyself merciful. With an upright man, thou will show thyself upright. With the pure, thou will show thyself pure. With the froward, thou will show thyself froward. With the merciful, Ruth, Boaz showed mercy. That's repeated by the Lord Jesus Christ in the Sermon on the Mountains, Matthew 5, 7, Matthew 5, 7, blessed are the merciful, they shall obtain mercy. Ruth was merciful to Naomi, Ruth obtained mercy. Whenever I think about how Ruth showed mercy to Naomi and then Boaz then in turn showed mercy to Ruth, I think about that time when our family had just arrived by plane in Milan at Linate Airport. And it was in wintertime. And it, we told you this before, I don't know. It was, it was winter. It was dark. And as the plane was coming down to land there, there was such a thick fog. I thought it, was, it looks like we're diving into an ocean couldn't see anything. The city was hidden under the fog. The city was completely socked in with fog.
2: Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, 330 Santee, California, 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God,